Here we are. Good morning. Awesome. Morning. Um, welcome to our latest Talent Matters uh, webinar brought to you by Wave uh, and me, Dave Jenkins. Uh, we've got a really good webinar today. Uh, we're really looking forward to uh, to this one. Um, and thanks already for the uh, for the feedback in the comments on the on the right hand side. Um, you know, piling the pressure on today. Um, last week's um, session was fantastic. Thank you, Ollie. Uh, and we're we're piling that pressure on today. But I think today's uh, session is going to be going to be a really really good one. Um, you know marketing through 2020 and i don't think there's ever been a year of uh marketing or well there's never been a year like this um at all and marketing has played a huge huge um part to uh to this year obviously we know with covid19 it's turned everything completely upside down um and businesses companies have reacted in different ways to that um some of them have kind of battened down the hatches and and just sort of gone into to hibernation uh, others have have maintained a steady status quo throughout and others have, have kind of come uh, come out all, all guns blazing um and the way in which you do that or the decisions that you make uh in which route to go down have been hotly debated i'm sure you know they have been at wave uh, i'm sure they've been at most businesses up and down the uh, up and down the land in, in actual fact probably the world um so that's one of the things we're going to discuss today um your, your brand your communication your marketing um we're going to kind of get stuck into it um today uh, our guest um is uh, richard from uh, austin fraser head of marketing head of global marketing i think to be um precise um Austin Fraser, uh, if you don't know, uh, hugely, hugely successful uh, recruitment business um, originated, I think, here in, in Reading, but has now got nine, nine offices around the world. Um, and uh, the, the, what, there's one comment on your, on your website, actually, um, that, I, that I noticed, uh, you know, obsessed with doing the right thing, which, which I love, by the way. And, um, you know, I think you've launched a new website, so we can have a, have a chat about that um, as well. And I did notice, you know, you guys feature a lot in the, um, the Times um, fast track, um, you know, really, really done really, really well there. Um, I think the latest one is international. So, you know, we are talking um, to, you know, uh, a, a business that has been very successful in the past. Um, so it'd be really good to get um, your views on that today. So thank you, Richard, for, for joining us. Really, really glad to have you on. Really looking forward to hearing, seeing what you guys have, have done. I'm, I'm just loading that pressure even more on now, aren't I? Um, so uh, I said before, it's a fairly informal chat, but now I'm just like switching yeah. up. With, uh, no, it'll be great. But um, Richard, thank you for coming on. Um, how are you doing? Tell us about, you know, tell us, uh, you know, people don't know you, which I'm sure they do. Um, tell us a bit about, about yourself. Uh, well, how am I doing? Uh, very, very busy. But tell me, uh, someone who works in recruitment marketing who isn't busy, um, and I'll tell you they don't work in marketing. <laughs> Um, it's, it's crazy times right now, and you're, you're completely right. I think the impact on marketing over the last six months, for I, it doesn't matter what business you've been in, has been oh, tremendous. Yeah, tremendously challenging, but fun at the same time. Um, yeah, I think you, your introduction was sort of spot on. So I'm head of global marketing at Austin Fraser. Don't forget Austin Beta. So we, um, we're a recruitment company that, um, yeah, originated in Reading. 
uh, and have grown to three countries, uh, nine offices. Uh, we now have we now cover technology through Austin Fraser and then life science um, through Austin Vita, which was a, a sort of a brand that I created having just uh, started at the company. That was a nice curveball. I sort of started, I'd done a real uh, analysis of where Austin Fraser are at and about two weeks in, it was, we need another brand, but we need it quick. So um, that was all fun and games. But yeah, so that's that's where we're at. Um, and yeah, I, I run marketing for um, all of our offices, the, you know, the entire company. And how many people across the two businesses now, or two brands now? Well, I mean, I think like like most companies, that there's been a lot of change. Um, we going into the pandemic were around 200 people. Um, we lost a few, um, but we now are on quite an aggressive um, hiring curve. So we we had uh, God, only a few months back now 50 plus vacancies for new consultants. Our fabulous talent team have filled a large chunk of those who've still got a few outstanding, but we're hovering around 200-ish, just over people. That's brilliant. I mean, and I, you know, it was 2007, I think you guys had started um, or around that time. I mean, that's a huge, you know, hugely successful, hugely fast journey as well um, to, to, you know, to get into those, you know, nine, nine offices. Um, and I'm, I'm right in thinking that that is, yeah, that's UK, Germany and America. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah so we, um, we're sort of, you'll find us in most of the tech hubs. Um, a clever research was done as to where and when we open our offices. And so we haven't just gone for the, the headline um, cities we've sort of really looked at where tech's growing uh, and tried to be a major part of that so um yeah yeah so it'd be interesting to, to to also find out you know what you've done from a global point of view around this marketing but let's let's kind of get stuck into into this you sort of touched on it a little bit but um you know and it's almost becoming a bit of a war tale now um, but let's go back to sort of, you know, March of, of this year, um, you know, things were flying for, for most businesses um, and then obviously it all changed. You know, g- give us a bit of a recap. What was the impact, uh, the, you know, the initial impact on the business, um, you know, at the, at the, right at the start? I mean, you're, yeah, I mean, as you've quite rightly pointed out, Austin Fraser has always moved at pace. We've scaled, we're brave. Um, and going into the year, we had some fantastic plans. I mean, we were really looking to push things on again this year. Um, so, yes, when when uh, COVID hit and it hit us all quite quickly, um, it's safe to say it sort of sent shockwaves through the company. Um, I guess... When, when I, I mean, I've been reflecting on this over the last couple of weeks, and dare I say, I don't know if it's even okay to say this, but I think this situation has actually been quite good for us. You know, and I don't want to belittle what is a global pandemic, serious stuff, but uh, the flip side is really given us uh, a chance to reflect and to look at the way we're doing things um, and the way in which we've grown. And in some areas, the classic recruitment bloat that we've we've experienced. Um, yeah, and we've yeah we've we've used it as an opportunity to sort of tighten up. Um, I think it was a real lesson for for the business not to be so wasteful. You know, most businesses they're growing quick. You pick up new products, new areas of spend, and you know, no questions are really asked because things are always climbing. Of course, when it's you- all about the growth, right? Of course, it is. Yeah, and if it makes 
if it makes sense, you do it, you know? Um, and so we very, very quickly went through an exercise and realized that we were spending an awful lot of money in areas that we just didn't need to. And so it was a, we went through a really exciting process, I think, of, of cutting, you know, of, of really streamlining process, of streamlining spend, the platforms we used, you know, and um, we saved an awful lot of money and found ourselves finding new and exciting ways to, to sort of go about our work. So um, I would say that was a positive. I think uh, you you sort of pointed it out that we've uh, on our website um you know, we've our mission, our, our values, our culture is so, so, so important to us. And so um, I think we established early on that we're in this together. And we have a fantastic CEO in Pete, uh, who was really, really clear with this. If we, if we all suffer a little, then the, then then we won't have to suffer a lot and so we looked at ways as a as a as a whole organization that we could um we looked at our pay we all took a, a slight pay cut but the fact that we all took it um meant that that, that there were there weren't many casualties we furloughed a couple uh, out of necessity but we really didn't want to impact people's lives because our people are first and foremost and so um i think yeah that that sort of echoes the culture that that, that we've got um if i think about uh, business uh, so we we've, we've we've got a high quality of consultant the bar's pretty high here and um we've got some really strong client relationships so yeah, we I heard some doom doom and gloom, um, certainly within the recruitment space. For us, we didn't really see it. Of course things dropped off. Um, you know, and we had to tighten in some areas, but ultimately we were still generating business. The the technology space, the life science space, there was still a lot of activity there. We just had to flex the way we were doing things. So so yeah, on the whole, it was um it was certainly challenging, but uh, but 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 we've really, really seen some positives like, out the back of it. I think, you know, there's been a sort of a bit of a familiar theme, you know, running throughout this in terms of, you know, you know and I've, I've, I've looked at it and written and, and, and spoken a bit about it. It's just the brand, um, you know, during this time is, is so important uh, and not the brand from a branding point of view or, or from a from a marketing point of view. But I think it comes down to, you know, your your culture, your, your DNA, your purpose. Uh, I think that's really, um, you know, it, it's given, gives you something to get, you know, stuck behind or, or, you know, support. And then the other thing is, is the whole, you know, reviewing the business and, and, and um, you know, this Tom's put in the, in the channel, uh, lean up. And, and actually, I think that's a real, that's, that's something else as well, because you do end up going through, um, you know, buying subscriptions to this or that or whatever and, and processes get a bit you know bloated in the way you do it because that's the way we've always done it and it's really you know we haven't got the time to relook at it but i suppose it did give us the time when everything kind of shut down the only thing you could do was sort of almost look inward a little bit and go, we had no choice you know we had no choice. i think when you're when you're looking at cutting costs the, the last area you look is your people yeah. if you're a good company with a good culture anyway and so yeah we looked at offices we had a huge travel budget people flying all over the world between cities we started asking the question why why do we really need to fly over there for that particular meeting can things be done virtually and of course um you know we had no choice and so so we started you know making sure that our technology our tech team i imagine they had a, a tough two or three weeks but you know it's decisions that 
were previously made actually that set us up uh, amazingly well. So, um, so a decision was made prior to me joining. I've been here roughly two years now, and it just goes to show the impact of good decisions. They made the decision that we were going to free people up from working at a desk and provide everyone with laptops. So, um, you know, previously, uh, everyone had an iMac. And so you would come into work, you had your desk, that's where you work from. Um, we needed more flexibility in our business. You know, we were growing, we needed to be in more places. So um, we made the decision, you know, cut that, provide everyone with laptops, allow them to be agile, allow them to sort of start to work from, you know, where they're where they'll uh, thrive uh, and yeah and so having done that and been for a huge tech project to implement that and make that work setting up the processes for new starters and you know the complexity that, that comes with that um, you know a pandemic hits and suddenly we're not the ones scrambling for tech you know, we can all work from home at the click of a finger because we have been doing it anyway so yeah it's um it could have been worse and i really felt at the time for some of the companies that were tied to offices that didn't have the tech in place um it was a really really strong decision yeah no that's that's it's nice when some of those things like you know <laughs> you see the roi um pretty pretty quickly but yeah sure let's like talk about this specific marketing strategy then i mean you know austin fraser austin vita both are are very vocal um you know across social social channels you know you've you've made use of uh, videos um as well you know during the, the start of this you know could you give us an insight as to some of those conversations around okay this has happened we know we know what are we doing marketing wise now? What do we do? How do we approach this? Do we, do we go large? Do we go quiet? Do we kind of, you know, keep the status quo? You know, do we, you know, what were those conversations about the messaging and the activity that was, was going to happen? I mean, I can tell you what the first conversation was. It sort of went shit. <laughs> um, no, we, we, uh, it's safe to say that it rocked our world. So if I, if I sort of explain where we were at as a marketing department anyway, so you see on our website now, an awful lot of hard work's gone into that. We did that in-house predominantly. So we designed it, wrote, wrote the content for it, did all of the rebrand um, myself with a fairly small team. Um, so... We were, I would say, probably halfway through that website project when it kicked, when it kicked off. Um, and we partnered with Volcanic, as most people see from our website. Uh, and yeah, it was, um, it was scary stuff because we had already taken on a big project internally and were sort of flying through that. Um, suddenly, my team were a person down and um we're halfway through a massive project and we need we have deadlines we we have to get this over the line no matter what um but we've also now we're having to reflect back on the current situation and um we're we're really having to step up i think the 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 conversation the, the the decision was quite clear for us really um it was that we needed to enable our sales consultants so um our consultants had a huge shift in their approach. Previously, um, I think they could afford to be quite reactive at times, um, sort of very phone-based. 
what what had happened during this pandemic is that the world had started to really really look online so linkedin became much much more important standing out um developing a personal brand uh really really important if you don't stand out if you aren't saying the right things um, you're not going to be noticed because it's what everyone's doing right now and so um i, I think it's safe to say that whilst uh, recruitment consultants are already great at building a personal brand when it comes to the marketing elements of that maybe not so much so and so we made a decision that there were sort of um, two rules for us that we were going to focus on for the foreseeable future. Um, the first, as you've quite uh, rightly put, um, is one of our one of our, well, our you know our, our values uh, obsessed about doing the right thing. So for us, it was really easy: put candidates and clients first, help them where possible. So that was a real key driver for us. And when I say help them, I don't necessarily mean recruitment. Um, I mean, I guess we'll come on to some of the things that we, we, we did. But, you know, one example of how we were helping was we, we created assets for every single consultant that they could post on, on LinkedIn and say, um, who wants a coffee break? And so, then, so they, they were offering out 15 minutes to 30 minutes of their time to anyone who needed it just to chat. You know, and it, it didn't have to be about their CV. It didn't have to be about whether they were looking for a job or whether there's someone wanting to build out their team. It was, hey, I've got 30 minutes. Yeah, it's tough times right now. If you haven't got a job, if you've just been made redundant, if you're worrying what you're going to do next, why don't you jump on a call with me and chat? Sounds like quite a small thing to do. My God, did it go crazy. You know, we had consultants doing it across the, the, the globe um, and they were having incredible chats and they were reporting back about some of the connections that they've made. And um, we were getting feedback from people that were just blown away by the fact that our consultants were prepared to just spend time, go out of their day to have a chat with someone. Um, this isn't a time to sell, is it? I mean, no. The, 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 the number one rule that, that came out of this very quickly um, was, you know, do not sell. No. Um, and, you know, you could see some of the, 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 the wrath that, that, you know, companies were getting when they were doing things like, you know, coronavirus special <laughs> offers and you know, whatever it was. And it was just, you know. It 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 became very clear very quickly, um, you know, this is not the time to go sell sell sell. Which is, you know, and let, let's be let's be honest about it. You know, recruitment is a sales driven environment. Um, so that's quite a bit. You know, that's no small thing that that you've done. You know, that you've done there in terms of shifting that. You know, how, how was that? How were the consultants with that? Because they're you know a lot of these you know. They're natural, natural born salespeople. So to say, look, don't worry about this. Just have a chat with them. Did, they go, did that go down well? Uh, I, it, it sounds like a corny thing to say, but our culture is geared up to do that anyway. It, it, that, that wasn't even a, oh, I mean, that was like a five minute discussion to do that. And as soon as we sent it out, they, they, we had consultants thanking us for providing them with assets to do it. Um, that they were doing it anyway. Um, yeah, we live and die by the values that we set. We're one of those companies that if we've written it on our website, it's not because we want you to think it sounds good. It's because we've done six months worth of internal work to establish that this is actually how these guys operate and how they feel. So it, it became second nature. Um, so that, that was one example. And actually, um, you know, 
if, if I if I take that a little bit further, so at Austin Fraser, we're hugely we're hugely focused on building communities and and delivering back to the communities that we sort of serve. So if we're in Austin, it doesn't just mean we do recruitment in Austin. It's, it means that we 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 will always look for ways that we can make Austin a better place. Um, so previously, we were running community events, leaders in tech being one, for example, bringing the right tech thought leaders into the room, talking about um, you know, challenges and helping them to sort of push things forward within their city. Um, we started uh, putting people in the room just, just to sort of chat through challenges that they were currently facing. So, of course, you know, we were sort of quite... Um, Quite early on, we were talking about things like remote onboarding. Um, we were talking about things like um, hiring, you're hiring remotely, you know, all of the all of these subjects that suddenly became sort of the norm. We were holding uh, webinars and putting uh, the best thought leaders in the room, inviting as many people as possible to, to attend these events just because we felt like it was the right thing to do. Um, our theory with all of this, uh, and it's it, 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 it doesn't just apply to the pandemic, it applies to the way we do business, is that if we throw enough out there, if we do enough good, then ultimately it will be great for our brand anyway and people will come back. And um, I, I mean, I have solid case studies, uh, client wins, um, people that we've placed over the last couple of months. Um, and the reason that we've placed them is because, um, you know, the clients come back to us and said, uh, you, you guys were the only people that were actually talking to me through this pandemic. I didn't have anything. I wasn't hiring, but you were still talking to me. You were still sending me things. You were still, you know, caring about my well-being, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and this was happening time and time again. So, so yeah, I would say that was the first rule. Um, the second rule from a marketing perspective was enable our consultants, help them stand out. So as I, as I sort of alluded to before, um, they've all got personal brands. But how can we really give them the tools to stand out in this crowded marketplace at the moment, to be seen to be doing the right thing, but also to get their jobs noticed? And so um, we were uh, putting together sales toolkits, uh, editable assets, presentations, um, ideas for content creation, uh, anything that, that, that they needed. We, we were, for the first time in a while, actually, we were reactive. And we were on hand and we were ready to service, you know, whatever was thrown at us. So, so yeah, those were our two rules. That that was what was decided and it, and it, it went really well. I think, um, I mean, that's what you've just described there is, is, is brilliant. Sounds great. Um, and again, I mean, we had... Um, uh, the last week's webinar with uh, with uh, Ashby Jenkins recruitment, um, you know, we sort of talked about some some similar types of activity that they were doing, and they're a much smaller smaller business uh, business uh, in the not for profit sector. It does kind of seem as though the the agencies and businesses that are being most successful, you know, prior to this and you know during this, are the ones that are taking it almost beyond you know, the, the typical recruitment, um, you know, um, they were very much focused around ethical and di diversity, um, you know, talked about, you know, wanting to be thought leaders in that, in that area. You guys are clearly doing a lot um, and not just, you know, um, taking jobs and filling jobs. You're doing a lot more for it. And, you know, do you think that this will also act as a real catalyst to move away from, you know, what was the classic, you know, recruitment agency sort of model? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, every decision we make is based on the, is it the right thing? Do the right thing. Um, recruitment's way more than just transactional, find, you know, finding the right person and putting them in the room, you know. Um, our, our consultants have very deep relationships with some of these candidates and clients you know they're you know they're they're interested in their well-being they're they're sitting there sort of you know we talk about building incredible futures whilst that might sound a little marketing spiel and it probably is it needs to be exciting it needs to generate a bit of emotion but the future isn't just the job and so it's 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 taking the time to understand the challenge or the next step you know building that big picture working with them helping with them to achieve it we're in it for the long run um and i think yeah the recruitment agencies that understand that and take it further than the transactional nature of the job are the ones that will fly uh, and we, we're seeing that now time and time again how we operated throughout the pandemic um has allowed us now to hire a load of consultants you know to to, to, to push on when others are probably still recouping and wondering what they're going to do next so you know it's testament to that i've always felt i've always felt that um you know, from from my own, you know, from my own experience, I've always felt the the recruitment consultant or business that actually takes the time to understand, you know, my business um, would 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 be able to find and hire someone for me better than I could, you know, myself because they will uh, because they know the business yeah. um, and the ones that take the time to understand that can select candidates based on what they know rather than you know a, a spec sheet uh, or a job description and i've always been surprised that that hasn't been more prevalent in in the market because it, it seems to be a bit of a no bit of a no-brainer that the closer you are with your client the, the better you understand your client the more likely that client will come back to you and only you you know when you're when you're recruiting next so you know I think that's a better business model um, for sure. Um, I think I think we take that a little further. So uh, I think I actually think that that's from experience. I think that's happening a lot more. We all know we need to spend time with a client. We need to you, you need to get on site. You need to ask more questions. You really need to feel their pain. But what our consultants are doing, in addition to that, is they they're they're on the other side of the fence. So the way that our consultants work is that they specialize. So an example of that would be you will have someone who only recruits Java in Reading. All right. So that's a quite specialist market. They won't go outside of it. That's what they do. So they make it their, their job to not only know all of the hiring managers and clients and build up a picture and understand, you know, everything they need to know about them. But they also make it their business to build their own micro community of Java developer candidates. So not only do they know the clients intimately, but they're actually tasked with knowing the candidates as well. So what that means is when they make the match, it is the right match. You know, they can really go deeper than just the transactional element of I've, I've advertised a job and someone's applied for it and I've looked at their CV. They've ticked enough boxes, so let's talk, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's it's that's that's very transactional, isn't it? Mm. So marketing marketing wise, and we've we've kind of covered this, but you know, you guys kept on communicating, kept marketing during this. Um, you know, you benefited from some of the decisions that you'd made a couple of, you know, uh, a couple of years earlier or prior to, uh, to what you, you were doing. But, you know, f there was never a question that marketing 
could take a back seat or, you know, it was decided that marketing is as important now as it was this time last year, right? Yeah. There was never any question on, on that. Well, no, never. No, I mean, we're a marketing-led organization, so um, we're, we're seen as the, the drivers, uh, you know, uh, along with sales. And so um, sales enablement was the key term throughout that um yeah, and, and, and that, that wasn't sales enablement, not just from a marketing perspective, but company-wide, commercial, talent. You know, we were all on hand as the sort of the central service departments uh, to ensure that the sales consultants had everything they needed to get the job done, to make, to, to, to increase their presence, to, you know, to do, to do great work. And so, no, it was, it was never, never up for discussion. So if, if, you know, there are people that are watching this that have been maybe a bit um, unsure about what to do, that, you know, they run a marketing business of, of any size from, from, from one person to, you know, 50, um, what your message to them, and they haven't really known what to do marketing-wise, what would you say to them to do, you know, straight after this webinar? <laughs> Uh, that's a big question. I mean, well, look, let's face it. Mark, uh, recruitment is one of the most saturated industries out there. I mean, I was looking at the stats the other day and the, just the amount of recruitment companies in the country. Um, phenomenal. You know, it's it's just so, so competitive. And it doesn't really matter what sector you're in anymore. You're always up against 10, 20, 30 people that can do the job um, and that can offer something similar to you. I think what marketing offers is the differentiation. You know, it's the story. So, um I was talking to, the, to one of our consultants yesterday, actually, and he was talking about a, sort of a new business proposal that he was putting together. I was sort of explaining to him that what you're saying you can do that you think sounds quite unique, it's not that unique. You know, we're all doing this. There's a, in recruitment, there are only a finite amount of things you can do, but where you can really make a difference is, of course, the how, but, but really in the story and in, you know, in the way in which we're doing things. Now, we have just been a pro through a process. We've defined that. Um, and, it, and, and as a challenger brand, and we see ourselves as one, we really think that we, you know, we are doing things differently. So I think for anyone that doesn't have marketing within recruitment, your recruiters will always find people. Um, but how you will stand out, how you will differentiate from the crowd, um, you know, that, that's why you need marketing. And that's, that's, that's our focus and has been for the last two years within Austin Fraser. I think, you know, you make a good point. And the difference, I think, comes down to the why and cool. the purpose. You know, because, as you said, that, 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 that um, proposal where you're saying you're going to do these things, and there's always that problem of the, you know, the so what, you know, I, I can get that from from 25 other other businesses. Um, and actually just moving beyond recruitment, it's very difficult now to do something unique that someone else can't do, you know, especially tech wise. Um, and more often than not, it comes down to the the why you're doing that and, 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 and the purpose behind it. And that's the one thing that you can't, you know, easily replicate, you know, if you think, again, it's the whole thing of, you know, people buy people and, you know, we like to make human connections um, and going back to the Java developer, sorry, the, the Java uh, Reading focus consultant, um, you know, they build those communities um, and it's about building that personal connection to everyone you know yeah. it's not necessarily about the, the speed of which 
that hiring manager would get a candidate, it's because, you know, it's it's Bill or Jane or whoever, uh, and they know yeah, there is that personal connection there. And it's not that normally comes down to the, you know, why am I doing this? And the yeah. purpose. Um, and I think, you know, especially from, from, from Austin Fraser, Austin Vita's point of view, that's, that's always been quite, quite clear. Uh, the, the why um, will, will help. I think one of the, one of the, my big challenges we, we've been for a huge why brand exercise, not just the identity, but you know, our values were there, but certainly our, our vision, our mission, our purpose. Um, one of my biggest challenge was uh, taking because we give a shit and turning that into something we could actually use. But really interestingly, time and time again, when we spoke to people internally, when I went up to exec, across to leaders, down to consultants, because we care, because we give a shit, was number one, the thing that came up every single time. It's what drives us. Um, so marketing's role within that was to take that and turn it into a really powerful story. And that does make the difference. If you don't have one, if you don't have a why, if you don't have a story, um, you know, you will not keep pace. And that's why I think marketing are not only there to create it, but then to, to deliver it and hold yourselves accountable for it. What's the um, What's been the global differences then, you know, obviously, you know, UK, Germany, um, US, different markets, different countries, different markets, different cultures. Um, how's this translated across those different countries? I, I, I have to say I haven't I haven't noticed a huge difference. Um, you know, we we didn't just create a, a vision and mission based on what what the you know the key people in the UK thought. You know, this was a, a global exercise. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'd love to tell you that in Germany this happened versus in the US that, but actually wholesale across the board, we've come together as one one company. Um, and I've not really noticed much of a difference. I'd love to give you a better answer than that, but uh, yeah, I haven't. A lot of it, like these things, always comes down to the internal communication, which I think, you know, from a marketing perspective, is also sometimes, uh, you know, can be overlooked because it's not quite as, um, you know, sometimes maybe not quite as sexy as, you know, doing the stuff that's going out to the wider market. You know, making sure that you're communicating internally, you know, can often be on the bit of a, you know, the second, you know, the um, an afterthought. But, you know, it sounds as though, you know, the, your internal communication is also you know very very important to keep to keep everybody up to speed with what's going on and communicate because it's not just you know the outside market that's worried about what's happening it's your own people as well that are you know you know maybe feeling a bit anxious or mm. whatever and i know you guys have done a lot on the mental health side of things as as well which is you know which is great we, we i would say um, dare I say this because you know, my, my job is I would say well, I'm, I'm, I'm internal and external but my big push is external at the moment to get us to get us going there but we are extremely strong internally our our, our culture our values our behaviors our internal communications um, our talent and people team do a, a sensational job um, in ensuring we're all aligned, we're all communicated with. You're right. I mean, even just, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I can announce this, probably can, but we partnered with a company called FormScore um, this week. Uh, FormScore is a mental health app where you, um, 
your our consultants or any sorry anyone within the business will be able to um, score how they're feeling on any given day, um, one to ten, and based on that score, they will be. Um, sort of supported with content and with things that can help them. But also, if they want to, they can make the rest of the company aware of how they're feeling. What we want to do is promote a culture that it's okay to not be okay. Um, completely fine. And we're with you and we've got you. So just let us know how you're feeling. So we've done stuff like that. Um, interestingly, you, you mentioned internal comms. So when the pandemic hit, I'd say one of the biggest uh, mistakes that we made as a marketing department um, was that we over-communicated. So the, the key message was enable our sales consultants, give them everything they need, make sure that they feel loved, make sure that they've got your support. Uh, and so we decided that we'd set, send a daily email um, with sort of tools, content, assets, anything that they they we thought would be um good for them to use as talking points to increase their brand awareness you know what we actually found was uh we would they couldn't read it they were so busy they were anxious about the the what was going on they didn't know where the next sale was coming from they were having to completely change the way that they were approaching their day-to-day -day job and suddenly marketing is sending them email after email after all this amazing stuff what do i do with it how can i use it it was too much so we went through that as a process and learned quite quickly that we needed to you know less is more um, and we then internally were hit with a new challenge. Um, yeah, we were still hiring the odd person. And then suddenly, as, as the pandemic went on, we really opened our books and, and, and knew that we needed to take people into the business. We didn't have an internet. We didn't have any central way of um, housing information. And, you know, and that sounds, um, for a company that's quite forward thinking, you know, it's something that we've just never really thought about. We've always been quite hot on our internal comms. So yeah, another initiative that we brought to life in two weeks was we built our own intranet. Um, we called it Gwen, got what everyone needs. And um, and that's just absolutely all of our central services. Um, today they, they have pages, they have how-to guides, uh, anything we can think of that makes the world a better place for our for, for people who work for Austin Fraser. Um, so yeah, so we went from we're emailing and we're confusing everyone to actually we've just built our own intranet and look, look at how how much we've evolved in such a short period of time. That's cool. You know, it starts from one thing, and then you know you almost figure out the the issue yourself don't you do something you know, well this isn't going to work and yeah. try and do something else rather than blindly you know insisting that you know the consultants will read those emails that you that you send and well, it, um, it was frustrating my team we're, we're putting days and days worth of work and planning into creating content into really pushing ourselves to make sure we're delivering for them and then two weeks later on we're being asked for the same thing they didn't read the email can we have this we've already done this you know it was happening quite a lot and rather naively you know you've got marketeers here saying well uh, what am i doing it for like, i'm not appreciated they're not reading <laughs> that they had no chance because if you imagine we had marketing emailing every day but that didn't mean the rest of the emails didn't happen and, yeah they received yeah. So much um it became quite overwhelming so yeah we evolved quite quickly internally but we've always been really strong with it so that's why you'll you'll notice that my comment was i didn't really see much change we're all on the same page we work very very hard to make sure that we are 
And um, I guess also at that time, you know, things were changing daily anyway. So, you know, everyone was getting overload of information from, you know, just from the, from the news in terms yeah. of, you know, this lockdown or that lockdown or, or, you know, whatever it was. So you can, you can't really blame them for, for being almost overwhelmed with everything. Um, any other kind of things that, you know, if you could rewind that you would, you would change, you know, that you did and that, you know, maybe didn't go so, so well, is there anything else? I wouldn't necessarily say from a, uh, executionally. Like I, I don't, I don't think any of us. We didn't make many mistakes marketing activity wise because it was always driven by let's do the right thing, less tech recruitment, more how can we help people, and so that sort of guided us to some really good decisions. Putting the right people in the room, having the right conversations. I think the the two things for us is, uh, that, that that didn't really work well um, weren't necessarily marketing tactics, but operating reactively. Um, we opened ourselves up to an awful lot. And so as a result, my team was swamped. And um, you know, I had to really reflect back on the fact that I just pounded them with work and they had an awful lot on their plate. And you've got to remember, these guys are going through it as well. Just because they're not consultants doesn't mean they're not suffering. So um, so there was that. Uh, yeah. And then there was just the over-communicating to the business, um, just a lack of understanding that, that – um, you know that there are other ways of doing things and that may actually less is more um but yeah most of the marketing initiatives that we um that we follow i think they were really good and we managed to get our website up and running as well so it's no mean feat yeah super it's a great site um, i think one of the things through this that i think you know most of us have learned is a little bit of humility in terms of you know it doesn't matter who you are you know we everyone has been infected um, affected one way or another um with this so it's kind of rocked us back to our sort of core human values a little bit no matter you know if you're up here or down here or, or wherever uh, yeah. wherever it is agreed um, so you, what would you you know what would you say to smaller businesses that maybe haven't got the um some of the resource that, that that you've got. And I know you take on a huge amount yourself um, uh, anyway, but, you know, what would you, um, what advice would you give to, to them now in terms of how can they, how can they market themselves better moving, moving forward? Maybe they've, they've been hibernated. Now they've come out, they've watched the webinar and they've gone, do you know what? Now's the time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they haven't got, you know, you mentioned about the um, the sales tools that they can, the consultants can edit and, and, and things like that. Yeah. And smaller businesses might not have the resource to be able to, to do that. Um, you know, what would you say to them? What advice could you give to them? Well, interesting enough, I mean, when you, we, we spoke about this before and you sort of said what, what advice to smaller agencies that may not have departments. Um, I actually think there's... Not, I think recruiters are some of the best marketeers going, and I think it's a bit of a myth that they're just salespeople who don't who don't get this stuff. That's wrong. If you think about the very essence of a recruiter, uh, they build communities, uh, they push content, they spend years building personal brands. They're able to communicate on and offline. You know, that's the essence of marketing right there. So I think we, we realized through the pandemic that our consultants can do so much more than we believed, um, and that. You know, a small marketing team's number one job really in recruitment is to empower those consultants to make it happen, not do it for them. I think if we think in, in traditionally in terms of marketing activity, um, 
We don't need to do it all, you know? And so you know, when I talk about the sales tools for our consultants, an example of that is we still use Keynote. So, you know, Keynote being, or PowerPoint, you know, you could do it with either. Um, and Keynote, you're able to do some fantastic things. So what we were doing was not here are your assets, but here are three or four uh, templates that you can drop your content into, export as a JPEG or a movie, and away you go. And so, as a result, you went, you know, you had, you know, a lot of the Austin Fraser video adverts that you see. These consultants are making them. No marketing experience whatsoever. They just needed a bit of education, some simple tools, and actually, it goes an awful long way. Um, so, I guess my my advice to someone that's that's listening to this and really wants to kick on is twofold. Um, one is you need to you know, look inside yourselves and really try and establish a clear why you're doing things. Why is it that you're, you're you're heading into the office every morning? What is it that your clients are going to get over and above recruitment? If you can answer that question and live and die by it, whenever you whenever you are externally talking, posting, then that's a huge step forward. And I think the second is how can we empower our consultants to do more? The role of a recruitment consultant isn't just picking up the phone and being the middleman, middlewoman. It's not anymore. It's building personal brands. Um, it's making sure that you're seen. It's making sure that you have a positive message when you're online and you're representing your organization. So how can we empower them without breaking the bank. Um, and there are such easy, simple tools out there that you can do it that go a really long way. So they're, they're probably the two bits of advice that, that I'd give. I think they're, they're brilliant as well because you haven't said, right, you need to spend you know, <laughs> tens of thousands of, of, of quid on, uh, on, on this marketing or, or that marketing or whatever, you know, two very, very things, you know, empower, empower the teams. And- well, think, think about, um, you know, I, I mean, I'll give you an example, the power of recruitment consultants. So um, our new site is launched. Every single recruit, recruiter in our business gets their own personal page on the website. And on that, on, on that page, you'll find their contact information, information about the company, um, their live roles, and a way to communicate with them. Um, that's transformational for our business because what that does is it gives the consultant their own space online. Um, think about what that's done for our SEO in the last couple of months. I mean, our traffic has improved tenfold purely because we have 200 consultants all generating traffic and, you know, exposure to our website, a website that they previously wouldn't have even discussed. They, that, I mean, we didn't have a website before. It was that, it was that bad. So I guess, you know, that's the power of, of, of recruitment is that if you give them the tools, if you give them simple ways of generating awareness and exposure, they'll use it. They're, they're desperate for this stuff. They just don't understand what's possible. Um, so you don't have to break the bank. Uh, you know, keynotes free. Uh, a, a good designer, even a, even an average designer, will be able to get you some really good templates within that. And suddenly you've got a whole host of live job adverts, quotes, you know, whatever floats your boat, um, and really really easy to use. So no, I'm not necessarily saying you need big budgets to to, to drive pay per click campaigns through to landing pages. It, it isn't about that. It's about using what you've got. And consultants are fantastic when you empower them to do so. That's brilliant, and you know just clocked the time and we've yeah. you know we've gone over you know i, I said we've you know 40 minutes or, or whatever but we'd probably expand to 45 and and you know we're, we're heading into over 46 but i think it's it's probably a good time to wrap it up because i think those last two um two comments i don't think you know um i don't think we'd be able to top that uh, i think in terms of um advice and, and what we're saying i think 
you know, I hope that this webinar has lived up to the pre the preamble of expectation <laughs> from from Ollie um, that uh, was there. I don't know if uh, Ollie is still uh, still on, but um, you know, I think what you know what we've covered today um, has, has has been absolute gold. Um, and I think if you're you know, whatever the size of, of, of business you are, even if you're not in recruitment, I think a lot of the stuff that we've covered today and that, that Richard, that you've kind of shared, it, you know, and give us your insight has been, you know, anyone can take um, and make an impact into, into their business. So, um, you know, I didn't ask at the start of the um, at the at the webinar if people wanted to put some questions on the side, but uh, there's been there's been some comments on there which is great. I haven't seen any any questions uh, on there, so I'm going to assume that we've covered absolutely everything that everyone would possibly want to uh, want to know. But um, yeah, I think you know I was excited about doing this, and I think you know for me, I think we've covered some some great stuff. Awesome. Look, if, if anyone wants to reach out to me for a chat always welcome you know I, I love talking about this stuff um no agenda you've got questions you need some help with something just uh, just reach out to what we're about oh, brilliant i think um we'll um we'll, we'll get to your um linkedin profile and stuff shared on the uh, on the side as well so people can bit you know i'm sure they can find you on uh, on linkedin no problem awesome. so thank you so much richard i think it's been it's been great um there we go look at that luis on the uh, on the line um, <laughs> uh, yeah thank you so much for that i think it's been really really good um hope um everyone was watching has enjoyed it um and um you know thanks for coming on again uh, and we will see you again see you again soon uh, and do feel free to reach out to richard and, and just say just say hi if nothing else as he as he said so. thanks for having me appreciate it super thank you very much